I love that intro. I think it's my favorite one because I always think to myself, what are those people doing whenever they're walking? Like what's going on in their head? You know, right? and a, and, well, what a group. They're probably just grooving to that beat. The beat it's universal. Yeah. yeah. They can hear it. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> welcome to voice spark live again. Today is or tomorrow is Global Accessibility Awareness Day, but we're celebrating today with Liam and also our special guest, Charlie, from Willow Tree, that is a uh, co-worker of Emily's. So I'd like to um, welcome Charlie to the show. Charlie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Charlie. I work with Emily. Um I don't know what else about my life would be particularly interesting to you guys. You have a cat that likes to uh, mess with the Roomba. Yeah, that's super interesting. That's that oh, is yeah. important. That counts. I think that <laughs> and I your cat is really cute. More than she likes to interact with it, I think she's still very confused by it. <laughs> um, but she definitely likes to interact with lots of other things in my house. Like if I have any kind of plant in a place where she can access, then. Um, it's only a matter of time before I no longer have that plant. So, so what's her name? Um, technically her name is Darcy, but I named her before I like knew her. Per- I like decided 10 years before I adopted her that I was going to have a cat named Darcy one day. Um, mm-hmm. and her, her personality is not really Darcy. So I usually just call her cat. Um, or, or something stronger, um, depending on what she's knocked over. So cat with a K. <laughs> or what was that, a what was that C book? word, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What was that book that like the kid always called the dog, dog? It's dog. I, I'm like totally blanking on that. Which one was wherever that? Anyway, whatever. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> but that'd be kind of funny. All right. So, Emily, let's kick it off with a little bit of news. What do you got? Yeah. So, um, Rain Agency, which is a voice agency, mm. just raised $11 million to build voice apps or voice products. Wow. Um, so, yeah. I mean, people are investing in voice, and it's encouraging to see that that growth. Yeah. What are uh, definitely- some of the products that they're, that they're uh, putting out there? Well, I know that they've put out some Amazon Alexa skills. I don't know which, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. I think they do it third party. So you'll never see like their name pop up. Right. So they're uh, yeah, more or think... less the, the agency behind the skill, not, not Got the it. actual skill itself. Yeah. I think they've done some Google Assistant stuff too. But yep. um, yeah, they, they've worked with a lot of really cool brands. Yeah, so right here, uh, based in New York City, business partners with Nike, Amazon, Starbucks, DreamWorks, and Unilever to build voice experiences for both the car and smart speaker devices. So that's kind of interesting. One of the things you could say is, hey, Google. Oh, I'm not even going to say it. Here it comes. (laughs) 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 Nike. To reserve my pair of shoes. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's what you can do. Yeah. With some of their experiences. That's, awesome. that's interesting. They're, uh, you said they do automotive. That, that'd probably give uh, our friends at uh, Hound, uh, Houndify uh, probably a run for their money. It's, they have such mm-hmm. they have a good product. Yeah. So or they, could be, them. or they could be working with them because a lot of times they just do tie ins. Yeah. You know? uh, so predicted. 
Uh, they have uh, 25% digital workers will use virtual employee assistance daily by 2021. Hmm. What the heck? 2021? Yeah, I know. I'm like, when? Wow. Last year. <laughs> okay, I had to go back up and check the date on this. <laughs> Wait maybe, a minute. Maybe I'm missing some context there. So um, the yeah, 25, yeah. Uh, 25 employee reign says that it plans to use the funds from the latest funding round for growth and expansion. Uh, chiefly hiring and product development in the automotive industry. The company cool. recently expanded its operations on the West Coast and hired new executives, including managing directors at its Utah office and VP of strategic partnerships. Investors include Valor Capital, McLarty Diversified Holdings, and Birch Creative Capital. Cool. Interesting. And for more of my readings, you can go to this YouTube channel where I'll read the Holy Bible. No, I'm just <laughs> um, So here's another one, too. Uh, something else that I missed. I kind of skipped around. So uh, with the voice market uh, primed for growth, Edison Research in 2019 estimated that more than 53 million Americans own, uh, alone owned a smart speaker. Competing agencies, including Skilled Creative, are competitively vying for a slice, but Theoden points to Rain's traction so far, including a $11 million financing round announced today, today with being May 13th. Uh, with it, Rain's total capital uh, raises, raised now stands at $15 million. So they were a $5 million company. They got this big influx of money. Now they're a $15 million company. And... Uh, you know, everybody's getting Teslas, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but no, and hey, good for them because I think overall that you know, um, it's. I think it's going to be one of those markets where you're going to have one or two major players. And mm -hmm. I've always said this from the beginning: if you have a healthy market, you're going to have a number one, a number two, and an alternative. Look at the video game industry. You mm -hmm. have Xbox, Sony. The alternative is Nintendo. Look at cell phones. You have T-Mobile. Uh, well, you have Verizon, uh, AT&T, and then T-Mobile. There's always an alternative. There's always something off to the side. So, um, you know, hey, maybe there's a place for a third person out there, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, the competition at, in the end of the day is going to be really, I mean, it, that's going to be the, the the biggest catalyst for for innovation, right? At the end of the day, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, love to love to hear that. Love to hear that they're that they're uh, getting out there with this new round of funding. And uh, you know, taking a look at some of the other things they they have, uh, or some of the partners they uh, they or companies they work with. Marriott, great use case right there. Um, yep. NFL, I'm not quite sure how that that'd be a fit, but it sounds interesting. Um, Look at some, some some of the other ones. Chanel, interesting. I don't know how. Uh, Wind Resorts, again in the hotel where it's kind of a kind of an accessibility thing, I'm sure. Um, so some really cool uh, uh, companies they work with. Um, yeah. In, as well, pretty cool. That's awesome. So let's move on to our next topic, which is Accessibility Awareness Day, Thursday, May nineteenth, twenty twenty two. So. Um, for me, I think this is one of those things that should probably, like, I, I think it should be kind of like a month, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I think that if it's a day, it could, it could be 
yeah, like you know, yeah, we're on that team, and then it's gone <clears> and forgotten. <throat> I think that yeah. if you if you had it a week or a month, I think it probably get a lot more traction. And I've, and I've always I've always been one of the people that says it should just kind of be an ongoing discussion. Personally, I feel Definitely. like yeah. when we when we have Absolutely. days or even weeks to acknowledge something it's kind of like well now we've acknowledged it and now we've moved on and i think it's good that we are acknowledging accessibility i think it's important but to sort of make it something that we're just like yeah it's a day or you know a week or what we're not really solving any problems we're just acknowledging hey isn't this great okay warm fuzzy feeling move on yeah no i i I, liam i get you man i think it should be something that's baked into every aspect of life well, and oh. it is important, especially, I mean, and, and everyone here that I think has worked in, in the industry. And I mean, accessibility is such a hot topic mm-hmm. now that it's something that we talk about constantly because we have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Is it, yep. do you find it's getting better? Um, I mean, maybe it's hard to, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's a hard answer, answer to quantify. I do feel like in certain places it's getting better. I do feel that there are things that need work, but I do feel like with the work that like Microsoft has done and uh, Mm -hmm. Microsoft, I point to especially um, Mm -hmm. because they really kind of just got with the program and we're like, Hey, you know what? We need to uh, focus on accessibility. And I mean, you walk into, I was, I was blessed to actually go to Microsoft a few years ago uh, in 2018 and actually hang out in the Xbox portion. And, it's amazing how Xbox or, um, accessibility has permutated into and permeated into Microsoft's culture uh, to the point that some of their snack fridges actually have Braille labels mm. uh, on certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cool. so it's interesting how it, it's kind of <clears> worked <throat> its way down. Um, but I do feel like that, yeah, accessibility is is more prevalent. Obviously, we're discussing it more. We're discussing 508 compliance. Yep. You know, we're really, yeah. Ben, ben, yeah, ben, yep. Like, that's a hot <laughs> thing, man. 508, it's no, a big deal. Like, it, it's funny you mentioned that. I was literally in a meeting today and we were talking about <clears throat> creating design libraries, right? So, Part of those design libraries and those modules is being able to have that type of compliance through and through. It's just baked yes. into the process. And we're, I think, I think our, you know, collectively as, as an org, you know, we're going to fast track this as a, as a, as a, as a priority for us to be able to, um, you know, again, bake it into any type of design module that's going to be released um, and have those libraries ready at bay for any any development team to kind of be. And able now to that take I think about it, I mean, you're you're in the financial sector, right? And so 508 is huge, 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 huge. Um, for for those that don't know, I mean, um, you know, 508 compliance is 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 big, especially in I, I want to say government, uh, mm-hmm. education, and financial. Those are like the big three. Mm-hmm. Somebody who might be a little more knowledgeable in that stuff can probably correct me, but it, it, it oh, financial is huge. For sure, for sure. No, and, if, right. and the thing is, like, what, what we see it, you know, typically mm-hmm. even with different teams is like, hey, the, we're baking that in, but it's individualized. But now it's like, okay, this is this is into everything, no matter what. Um, so yeah, I, I hear you, Liam. And it, it, this is this, you're right. It is such a hot topic, and uh, it, it's it's almost like crazy when you think about it. It's like, yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't you bake this in? Because you're el- immediately eliminating uh, people from the discussion if if it's not, you know. So it's it's just it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I have a story about that too, but I'm going to hand it off to uh, Charlie first and see. Charlie, what what do you think about um, 
how far accessibility has come, where do you see it going? Um, that's a great question, Nick. Uh, I feel like um, I would hope to see it mirror um, some of the conversations around like other uh, historically underrepresented populations. Like there's so much more discussion about like the LGBTQ plus community um, happening amongst like larger corporations and that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like I just hear like a collective um, demand from consumers in general for that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And thanks to so many people asking for that now, um, there's just like so many more resources for people who are not in that community to learn about it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I would hope that accessibility would follow the same path. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think that, that, that totally reminds me of a, of a story in, in some capacity with, this is a few years ago, this when I was uh, running my agency, we had a, uh, a pretty fairly good sized nonprofit here in New York. And I mean, this is right when kind of mobile responsiveness was kind of first coming into play that, I mean, well, maybe a few years after, and they hadn't even explored the idea of having a, a mobile responsive site. When I think about it, some of the people that they service, um, as far as, you know, um, their, you know, their outreach and everything, their only machine that they probably have access to is a, a mobile device, right? They don't have a yeah. computer, they don't have anything else. So, you know, being able to have that um, in a responsive version, being able to clearly display items and clearly be able to display, um, um, you know, really important information, you know, based off, and this is just economics at the end of the day, it's like, you know, yep. you have to kind of take that accountability for a, a multitude of, of different, um, you know, people across the spectrum and, you know, build, 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 uh, solutions that, that, that work for everybody, you know? So yeah, no, I, that, 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 that's a really good point that you made there, Charlie, and just being able to have that accessibility for, for everybody across the board is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And so my story was this, we were at, project voice and i was talking with my ceo and we were bsing about the mobile apps that we're putting out and everything mm -hmm. and we actually got a few complaints like hey your buttons don't have labels well mm -hmm. for the screen readers and for people who are using the accessibility features whenever they hit a button it would say button and it would not say what that button was even though uh -huh. visually it would be like you know, go left, go right, or whatever. Right. The actual pro, uh, programmatically, it was just saying button. So they couldn't pick up on it. They couldn't navigate through the games. They couldn't enjoy it. So we had to go back and fix that. We did. It wasn't a big lift, but it's those little things that you forget about that could, you know, alienate mm -hmm. a good portion of society. When you look at the total population of uh, a blind, uh, visually impaired to blind people in America. It's something like five million people. Yeah, I believe I believe it's five. I want to say five million. Um, four to five. I there's been some studies done, but yeah, it's it's a large, you know, subset of people. And one of the great things now for developers is that if you follow guidelines, especially on like the iOS side, if you follow the guidelines mm. that are set out you're going to have an app that's accessible. There are guidelines in place. There are, for those that use Xcode, you've got inspectors, you've got these tools now that yep. will help you. And so it's like, really, I mean, there, I don't think there are very, very many reasons as to why something shouldn't work. 
Do you have any specific tools that you recommend people use or that you use yourself? So honestly, my, I think the best tool that somebody can use is actually having someone that knows how to do it, actually audit. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the thing is there's all these tools and there's all these things that will be like, we'll scan for this. We'll scan for this. <laughs> we'll do compliance. But really, honestly, and I'm not even trying to sell anyone or anything, but listen, at the end of the day, you need to have someone that can audit your stuff come through and yeah. actually audit your stuff because that's what they do. That's what their thing is. Yep. Uh, an automated tool is only going to do so much. Also, overlays are completely un unacceptable mm -hmm. um, and are actually causing more problems now. And, and then, you know, you've probably heard of all the overlays, right? Yeah. yeah. Stick our overlay in and you'll add accessibility. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let me tell you what's happening. All these people that are running overlays are getting sued. And the the lawsuits are going in favor of the the plaintiff. And so what's ending up having to happen is now all of these people are having to rewrite all their stuff and bring in all these consultants. When if yeah. you had just done it from the beginning, you would not have this, these problems. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a best practices almost like yes. being able to put that in place. Like, okay, great. I'm adding an image. There's the metadata for it. Here's the alt tag. Like yeah. give, give, you know, just, if you're doing it, just do it. I, I've tried my best here with the vo at Voice Bar guys. I, I feel like I've done okay, but probably not the greatest. But on our website, but it's one of those things where it's it, you know you at least have to you got to put the effort in to be able. Well, to and do it now right. I mean, like I said, I think where we are before where we were is now we have a lot of information as to like these are the best practices if you're doing you know JavaScript. These are the things you need. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as knowledgeable as I should be. I'm actually taking courses in 508 compliancy and looking at maybe doing that as a career. But Ooh. like ultimately, yeah, you've got to have like, you've got to have, uh, pardon the pun for a moment, you have to have eyes on it. Yep. You really do. I, and I, I think that there is nothing. I, I think it's nice that like someone has made tools that will scan. And I mean, there are some good tools out there, but really even the people that make them will tell you as long as they're above board, they'll say, listen, there is nothing like having an actual auditor come sure. in and audit. Yep. Yep. Right. Do you have like a biggest pet peeve with accessibility? Um, I think my biggest pet peeve is that when you, well, and, and actually I do understand this, but when you go to a company and you go, Hey, listen, your stuff isn't accessible. Here's how you can improve it. And they go, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, listen, I think everything should be accessible to as many people as possible. Um, right. and, and, and invariably, like I've had pretty good success. Like if I can come to somebody and be like, listen, here's what I found. This is what could be improved. And I can give you a list of things like it's, it's a lot better than just going, hey, it doesn't work. Fix it. Because uh, yeah, that doesn't yeah, help yeah. anyone, right? Like, <laughs> right. you ever have someone come, you know, like, hey, listen, this thing isn't working. Fix it. And you're like, well, what's not working? I don't know. It just doesn't work. Well, that doesn't tell anyone anything, but like it's a great skit online for, for this forever. I always bring it up. It's like website, website, or a web guy versus sales dude. And the sales dude just calls web guy. And he's like, Hey, uh, it's chip. Uh, he's like, yeah. And he's like, the, the website's just down. It's just, just down. It's down. Everything's yeah. Down. Everything's that is down. my favorite. It's down. So I worked for, I worked for eight years. I did, um, like custom software for the corporation. And like, I wrote all of their internal stuff and mm -hmm. that used to drive me insane. Hey, Liam, this isn't working. 
okay, well, what, what's not working? Well, it just doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, well, I need to specifically know it's not working. Yeah, well, it's just I run it and it's not working. And I'm like, okay, listen, I I need like we need to follow the five steps of like bug tr- like you know reporting here. I need to know <laughs> what you're doing, why you know what you right. expect to happen, right. what is actually happen, how to what reproduce it. Yeah, what OS are you on? What browser are you using? Right. All these things, but, like, you know, all these variables. There's, like... there's a terminology for that, and someone's going to know it better than I. But when you write a bug report, there's like you write the five things, and it's like what you were doing, what you expected to happen, what actually happened, yeah. what, like, I don't know. I feel that enough of these. I should know the nomenclature. I know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Because there's nothing worse than a, it did not work. Okay. So, but yeah, that's that. I mean, just, you know, again, it's sort of like going off on a tangent. Like that was my biggest thing was it it does not help me if you go, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need to know what's not working. Right. I, by the way, I highly recommend that that YouTube clip. It's I want to watch that because I'm I'm sure I've lived that. <laughs> <laughs> it is just too funny. It is too funny. The only the only other thing I lived and uh, a twenty second digression and but Emily will appreciate it at least is uh, Rob Peravonian did an a, amazing skit on Paco Bell's Canon and how oh as a cellist it was the worst thing in the universe to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is yeah that is kind of accurate. <laughs> yes, it's just. Eight notes for twenty minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else gets five. <laughs> hey, you know, right. <laughs> did anybody see the? Uh, did, did anybody see the new Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted. Oh 3? no, I missed. I new totally missed it. I totally missed that one. Yeah. Was it good? Is it? Oh yeah. What is oh, it like? Dude. Bill and Ted's it, excellent well, retirement it's, adventure. It's I mean, what would retirement it? Retirement adventure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but it's awesome. And it plays nothing but fan favor for two hours or 90, really? 90 minutes. That's oh, great. Oh, I have to see this. So, so anyhow, in the movie, they all get on death because death played a 45 minute bass solo. Oh. <laughs> what? And that was one of the reasons why he was kicked out of the band because he had a 45 minute bass solo. Now, how fun is that? <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, wow, but. It's it's kind of hard that Wild Stallion, the two leads in Wild Stallion, will let him play out that long. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and he tried suing them uh, because he said that he was Wild Stallion, and there's no Wild Stallions without him. But Wild Stallion oh. was a band before him, so it was. it's funny. They had everybody reprise their roles, even George Carlin's in it, and he, you know well, they he's worked been that dead. one out. Yeah, it was a it was just like a, a real quick throwback it wasn't like he was in oh, okay. it but it oh, okay was like, i was gonna say because that might yeah. be a little tricky just a little <laughs> but hey that's why they call it movie magic right that's True. right that's right <laughs> so so i don't know i may have missed the last couple minutes or so but charlie have you had any experiences with accessibility what is this subject near and dear to your heart um is it something that revolves with your job role what um I, I know you picked today to come on the show. Is there some sort of connection? Um, well, it's Accessibility Week at Willow Tree. Um, I I don't think I can say that this is something that I have a ton of experience with. Um, we don't really have at Willow Tree anybody who is like 
dedicated to thinking about accessibility. And I think that's something that Emily and I have kind of tasked ourselves with yeah. um, bringing more attention to. Um, I just think that, you know, we, we're a digital product agency that works with like really major companies. And I feel like this should be something <laughs> that like, not just an entry to mid-level person is worrying about, like this should be yeah, something yeah. that the entire organization is worrying about or not worrying about, but you know. But thinking um, about throughout the whole, the whole process. Yeah, you do, and you do, I, I will say accessibility um, does have to start from step zero. It's really mm -hmm. one of the first things that you have to think about because a lot of people will be like, well, we can just do accessibility later. And no, it really has to be in your design phase. Yeah. Um, I worked with a company last year and helped them on some projects and we kind of realized, well, gee, this is great that we're doing accessibility, but like all the projects are different across the board and now we're doing sort of an 11th hour fix. And so I kind of sat down and went, you know, what you guys need to do is on your next set of projects, like you need to have a design document for accessibility so yeah. that everyone's singing out of the same hymn roll. Yeah, I think Emily and I are particularly familiar with 11th hour design Oh, decisions. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you should have done this uh, six months ago. <laughs> right. you know, I, but you know what, though? In the, you know, um, by no fault of our own, we all are just human. And I think that says a lot about the human condition, because even though you can have 10 people in the room and they make out these, like, wild checklists and, 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 and everything, even going back to my, my old career in the Coast Guard, you know, you could, you can, you're never going to think of everything, oh. right? There's always going to be something that slips through the cracks and, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it sucks. I mean, there were so many times whenever I would be playing like, uh, and this is off topic, but I'm the off topic guy, Charlie, I come up with stuff. It's like way out in left field. So I'd be playing like a video game. And I'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why isn't this feature in there? And it's probably because somebody didn't think of it to put it in there. And it could be something that's kind of detrimental to the game to where you, you know, you only get three continues or, you know, or this happens or there's right. no pause or save or some BS like that. But it just, you know, it's that whole process of getting people together, talking it out and seeing how, how these features will affect the overall project. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny getting feedback too, and like testing, and it's it's a whole. You just have to in, integrate it into the entire process testing. from the beginning, mm -hmm. and diverse feedback, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also people have to be included. I think it's also interesting that this hasn't been a bigger conversation before now, because even though we know that like there's X many millions of people who have a visual impairment, for example, like just because you don't have a visual impairment doesn't mean that you won't benefit from like exactly. accessibility practices. Like before the pandemic, I feel like there were not that many, like there wasn't as big of a focus on having subtitles on all of your videos, but mm -hmm. now it's like, if, if a video doesn't have subtitles, I don't want to watch it because <laughs> I'm so often like, I, I can't listen to the video out loud or something, you know, like, and, and I think given how widespread subtitles are now, I'm certainly not the only one who is experiencing that. So the population and, and that of, would um, utilize 
like visual impairment accessibility practices is much greater than and, just and to kind of like roll forward with what you're saying, like, and, and just because you don't need it now, doesn't mean you're not going to need it later. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, you, you may not need it right now, but in 20 years or in a year or five years, who might right. need accessibility features. And so they might be something that you really want to have. Right. Exactly. You know, I, like once I start getting cataracts when I'm 65 or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, it's one of those things. And I think a lot of designers and UX um, people kind of get into this habit where it's like, I'm going to design for 90% of the people, but right. Uh, it, it, and it's like, okay, for MVP, we're going to get this out the door and then we'll, we'll, you know, uh, patch it or, you know, we'll triage later, whatever it may be. But you know, I feel like if you, if you start out the gate and, and put it into your, into your entire, like, you know, design theory or, or whatever, whatever have you. Um, it's, I feel like the lift would be less over time. It is, li listen, I and I can, I can confirm this like with 150 million percent accuracy that if you build it into your design flow yeah. and it's like there from the beginning and you do it, not only is it going to be easier to implement, it's also easier to um, maintain and mm -hmm. you're going to have much greater, um, like integration with it and can do so much more with it because you planned for it. Yeah. No, that's totally just makes sense. Things, like people don't realize that they're like, well, no, we'll just retrofit this. And it's like, yeah. no, you won't because it'll be so ridiculous to do that. You're going to bail on it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It ends up being so expensive and yes. yeah. <laughs> how much, how much technical debt do you do, 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 do companies as a whole inherit from this? It's, and, and also the yeah. liability portion to it as well. You know, it's just like, it, just bake it in guys. That, that's, that's what we're saying. Just bake it. And into then the you process. end up reaching a wider audience anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and then you, yeah, you reach a whole nother group that you didn't realize you could reach and then everyone wins. Yeah, yep. exactly. Everyone makes more money. The thing is, is accessibility is not, financially sexy it's not something that makes you millions and millions of dollars mm -hmm. but it can you know the funny thing is it can cost you a lot of money depending on what uh yeah. industry you're in so it's like it really is just something to like spend the time on it now and you won't have to worry about it later for sure well, it's, it's that snowball effect right right so if if you go wildly into something head first and uh you don't have a plan for it it's going to cost you in the long run. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully these companies understand that and realize it. Now, Liam, the kick question back over to you. Yeah. What? So you're sitting there average day. As I do. As you do. What yeah. sort of accessibility things do you use to make your life simpler? Oh my like, gosh. What if you were given, what if you were given somebody some tips like, Hey man, you need to do X, Y, Z. What would that be? Um, Oh my gosh. I mean, that that's such a really hard question. Can you break it down to like a specific, like, are we talking like, are we talking smart speakers? Are we talking about we'll talk smart speakers? Okay. I mean, because like, really there's so much accessibility and technology I use in my life. I'm a nerd, right? So I use a ton of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, I mean, just, I think smart speakers have been obviously, I mean, listen, this is what the show's about, right? So, you mm -hmm. know, it's going to roll around to this. Listen, I think smart speakers and I think smart assistants have been a real game changer as far as accessibility is concerned. Listen, I can just grab up my phone and ask it for information. 
Um, I can use a smart speaker to get weather, to get sports scores, um, just random tidbits, uh, play games with friends. But I think the whole voice sort of experience has been big. And I, I, I had said that when um, Siri first dropped and it was like we had this stuff. But like no one had really mainstreamed it. You know, you had like some computers had um, dictation and things, but there was no sort of like assistant to really get things done Mm -hmm. that was mainstreamed. And I was like, this is a really big deal. And then obviously Amazon was like, all right, we're going to release all these echoes. And it was like it really, I think, sort of. Yeah. jump started that whole thing and and one of the things that i was really interested in was listen i think this is going to increase accessibility for those that maybe don't have the technical know-how or want to quickly assimilate information and and look it up and stuff so um i don't i mean it's it's hard to say like here's a tip because there's so many i could spend hours on giving tips on things like really but i do feel like that we have had a big leap forward in Mm. um you know this sort of thing because of voice uh, you know voice technology really Mm -hmm. um i mean not everything i use is voice obviously i mean like i have an iphone so i've got voiceover built in and Mm -hmm. that lets me access everything i can do all my banking and and do everything i need to do and shop and uh you know obviously my computer has got you know screen reading technology built in because i'm on here with you guys Mm um you know so like it's a multifaceted process right like and there's so much stuff going on but it is fascinating because i don't think a lot of people really stop to think about it like how huge all this stuff really is um yeah 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 i think it's great that uh emily and charlie have sort of taken it upon you know taken up that mantle and said hey listen you know these are things that we need to think about implementing into these projects Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's great because it's going to take people like that uh, that who think outside of the box to actually shake some stuff up. Yeah, and you, you do need people to be like, hey, listen, this is like something that we should be doing. But the, the problem is, and I'm not, and it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just kind of the way that it works. Is a lot of this has to come from the top and work its way down. And so that's why I I always use Microsoft as a big example of accessibility done correctly. Obviously, the CEO was like. Uh, the new guy, obviously not Balmer. Um, but he was like, listen, we got to do something about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of why he did that was he had a child that had a disability. And so it was more near and dear to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think his son just passed away somewhat recently too. Um, I remember reading about that, but ultimately, you know, it, it took someone to go like, Hey, we need to like actually focus on this. And I remember speaking to somebody that worked on the, um, the visual studio team and they might've been doing visual studio code. And this was back in 2018. They said, yeah, they said, we've been working on the, some of the debugging tools and we actually had to have a great emphasis in accessibility. And not only that our tools were accessible, but also could help find accessibility errors and could inspect for, uh, you know, making things compliant. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. If you're a CEO and you're tuned in, uh, you know, listen, uh, accessibility is uh, also if you're a CEO and you're tuned in, here's my number. Uh, but, you know, I mean, just, just saying. Get some. Are there, in the are there any things currently that you want 
access to but can't because of accessibility barriers. Yeah. Oh man. Um, like if you were king for a day, Liam, what are you going to do? Okay. I, I really I, listen. My big thing has always been equal access to gaming. That's always been my mm -hmm. big. I'm a gamer. I've always been a gamer. I've I've done a lot with gaming. I've I've spoken at conventions about gaming. I've you know gotten to play in Microsoft and like you know do a lot of really cool things. But like gaming has always been my thing. Like if I had equal access or semi equal access as as possible. Because obviously, listen, we can only do so much, right? Like, it's just the way it is. But if I could have equal access and play a lot of the games that my friends play or enjoy a lot of those multimedia sort of interactive experiences, that's what I would love to do. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about, you know, playing some uh, playing games over smart speakers and stuff, mm -hmm. because a lot of times you're going to get that same experience, whether you're uh, visually impaired or not. I, I also I also have another accessibility one, but it would put everyone to sleep. Go ahead. Um, what is it? it? I have had a big thing about. I think we should be putting a bigger focus on systems like point of sale systems, cash oh, registers. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But also, I think we should be doing it on the employee side so that we can have people that are visually impaired working in more uh, blue collar roles. So yeah. it's really hard to go work at a restaurant. Obviously, I mean, listen, if you could work in a Fortune 500 company or work at McDonald's, right? You're going to choose the Fortune 500, but not everyone can do that. And and yep. as blind people, um, you know, we our career choices are super limited. Mm -hmm. I can't walk into McDonald's and be a cashier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. just can't yeah. do it. And and a lot of people are like, well, why would you want to do that? Because it's work and it pays the bills. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so really that's I honestly that's something that I think is is more near and dear to me, and especially as somebody now that is living. On his own, I live in a very blue collar town. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of, I mean, we don't have call centers. We don't have like offices mm -hmm. or anything. Really, listen, it's you work at Dairy Queen or Hardee's, Carl's Jr. for you guys out there. Um, you know, but you're going to, you're going to work in a restaurant. You're going to work like at Heinz Craft, Craft Heinz, whatever. It, yeah. There's not a lot of like, hi, you know, welcome. Thanks for calling so-and-so. It's, it's all right. blue collar. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and blind people, and and obviously, I mean, other disabilities are shut out from doing those things. And you know, we have this, we have this awesome, like, we have the whole like, you know, equal opportunity, equal employment opportunity stuff. But you know, it's a double edged sword because I can walk into an interview, and you can interview me, but you can't ask me, well, how do you feel you would do this job if you were blind? Or you can't tell me, well, gee, we'd like to hire you, but you're blind. So it's like you're never really getting the feedback that you need. And mm -hmm. it, it's unfortunate because yeah, an employer cannot say to me, well, I'd love to hire you, but your eyes are broken. And an employer actually, <laughs> I, I didn't know this, right. An employer can't ask me, Hey, listen, obviously you need, um, you need like, we need to modify this for you somehow. Right. How mm. are we going to do that? Like an employer can't ask you that legally. Yeah. Which yeah, I did it, not know till I recently had an interview and I could tell the employer was dancing around it. I'm like, listen, you probably want to know how we modify this. And he goes, yeah, I'm like, and you can't ask me that. Can you? He goes, no, I'm like, yeah. okay, so unofficially oh, here's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. They, they can't ask you about that. I didn't know that, but apparently they, they can't. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of things too that are, uh, that they just, they can't ask you during job interviews, which no. is 
you know, it just blows my mind. Right. Um, but you know, that's, that's the nature of the biz. Yeah. That's, um, that's EEO. I mean, and that's yeah. it, like I said, double-edged sword. Yeah. Right. Always. There's pros and cons to everything yeah. in life. Accommodations um, was the word I was looking for. They can't ask you about accommodations. It, it's just, uh, okay. yeah, they can't do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. I know that there's reasonable accommodations. Like, yeah, there's reasonable accommodation, and yeah. and obviously a, a company is supposed to do that. But like, I went to go um, uh, apply for a a store. This is back when I lived in Chicago. For those who mm-hmm. didn't know, if you're just tuning in, like, I moved to Missouri last month. Um, so I'm not actually in Chicago anymore. For like longtime viewers of the the streams. Um, mm-hmm. but when I was in Chicago, like, I went to a store, and they were like, they they wanted to ask me, well, how would you do this? And they couldn't. Mm. Yeah. yeah so i tried it's to really like head tough. them off and explain it because yeah otherwise they don't know and it's like you know if you can give a good answer sometimes it helps the decision process in my case sure. it didn't but i you know liam i just want to know one thing yeah was it hard moving the fish tank uh <laughs> no uh i just got a new one i just <laughs> love the old one <laughs> I, I completely forgot that my background listen my background could be anything i'd never know it i forgot it was still an aquarium um, <laughs> so like i'm in missouri it should be like a bunch of pigs and sheep running around it's just something more appropriate <laughs> <to Sarah>. <laughs> oh <laughs> jumping over like counting sheep like you're going to sleep like there you go okay. so charlie uh back to you what uh what are your final thoughts on accessibility um, great question, Nick. Uh, I guess um, what Liam was talking about is also something that I've been thinking about as well. Like, how can I like respectfully? Because I, I, ha- I mean, I have to wear contacts, but I, you know, there's there's like a easily accessible workaround for my visual impairment. So um trying to figure out like what would make the content that I'm creating more accessible and also how to like respectfully go about getting that information in the first place um that that makes sense yeah 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 cool Ben what about you final thoughts well, final thoughts and how, how this kind of whole conversation really kind of sparked uh, a few weeks ago and this is kind of the continuation of it was just you know kind of augmenting and making lives better through voice whether you have an impairment or not should be kind of what we're hopefully you know striving to and then the the greater part of this conversation that's more even more important is you know always having this kind of in in your in your design principles um you know whether it be voice or whether it be um you know any type of other you know ancillary um portion to any type of interface um, really think about that, you know, really, really design for that. Um, think about the user experience through and through. And here's the thing is like, it, there might not even be someone with a disability, but yet it could still better their experience across the board. Um, I know this is really kind of crappy and this is just me being a spoiled brat, but you know, um, I, we, I gave the use case of, you know, I'm, I'm driving and I'm coming home and I have to go into my phone to disarm my house and be able to like, you know, open the garage door and all that other stuff. If, if, if it was fully baked into a voice 
um, voice application where I could just do that, say, hey, house, I'm home, um, where, you know, uh, there's other applications that I'm running that, that I, you know, you could basically simultaneously turn lights on and, and do a few, turn a few other things on when I do get home. If that was part of that kind of workflow, um, it, it would be great. But, you know, that's just me being a spoiled brat, but other, other people and other individuals being able to have that kind of fully baked in experience um, to, to, to augment and make your life better through and through. I, I really, I really look forward to that future. And then, you know, this is my last thought is um, when voice technology can get good enough to understand that you're under duress and you need to fight the Klingons off how to set your phasers to the right level. <laughs> so computer please figure that out please <laughs> so uh we did get a comment brandon mcphillips kind of think we need to put some ai into accessibility it might help people understand how hard it is for us that's a great um comment. yeah maybe I'm, maybe ai is hard um yeah you know a a ai and especially getting it to do exactly what you want it to do is hard um phasers but duress. there definitely yeah. <laughs> there definitely is a use for ai and i mean we've seen it in in some use cases for accessibility but that's a whole nother time i could probably like honestly i could probably do a whole podcast on just like what accessibility is for blind people and i could probably just wax poetic on that for a couple hours let's, Dude, let's follow up on that let's let's yeah, make yeah. It, let's do a part love two to do this. that let's yeah. do a part the channel and run with it liam can we, yeah. Will we have Charlie and her cat too? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if she wants to come along. You're welcome. Yeah, I can, I can make it happen. I'll I'll drag her out from her napping place next time. And the rumble. Where, where's her favorite napping spot? Um. Recently, she's just really liked being on the guest bed. She just kind of like splays out and takes up somehow the entire <laughs> my cat when i lived at home like the cat loved my window because i had all the birds in the backyard so i used to go uh -oh. sit in the window and then like if the window was closed she'd come bother me till i would open it so she could go sit in it and look at the birds yeah actually i just i can't believe i didn't know this but there's cat tv on youtube there's like eight to 12 hour long videos i have cat of, like, tv now yeah, yeah I, I didn't know either. Um, and when I, she like is smart enough to understand that the TV is being turned on now. And so if like, <laughs> if a video of a bird or squirrel does not appear fast enough, she turns around and yells at me. <laughs> so you, what? you know what that reminds Man, me baby. of? You know what that reminds me of? That scene in Scrooged where um, Robert Mitchum shows up and he's like, Cats, dogs, they're going to be watching oh commercials. We got to have commercials for these dogs and cats. We got to sell to them. Sell. You remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. No? Oh, my gosh. I remember Funny that. Movie. If you haven't seen Scrooged, I, I recommend it. Probably not this time of year, but towards the end of November, December. Yeah. Throw it on. I, I just love the idea. I just love the idea that there's a cat TV. I think it is the greatest thing. Is it a cat <laughs> yeah. with a K? Yeah. No, it's it's just like it's a category. It's not like a specific. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was a hundred percent on purpose. <laughs> and um, that's when we knew it was time to go. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good. So, uh, Emily, kicking it over to you. 
Yeah, what kind of um, expanding on Ben's point, I I mean, Nick and I saw an awesome presentation on accessibility at Project Voice. And I think we just need to change the way we're thinking about accessibility and not thinking of it as much as like designing just for people that like typically get left behind, right. but more as like a personalized experience for everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope we can make a difference and, and at least get people thinking about it and starting to talk about it. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So we're almost at the 50 minute mark. That is going to do it for us tonight, folks. One last uh, thing. One go last ahead, thing. And we brought up rain at the top of the, uh, top of the, uh, the program. Shout out to Mark Tucker. One of our first, very first oh, guests yeah. here on voice spark <laughs> live. Uh, want to give one, want to say, Hey, what's up? That's it. Um, I think that's all I got. <laughs> nice. And, um, that's about it. Thank you. Have a good night. Good yeah, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Hold on a sec. Got to see my. Outro.